Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, I have to tell you, I find that the language of the report is deeply disturbing. It's disconnected from the elements of the crime. They say that he uh, willfully retained these documents. He knew he had them, uh, that they were shown to others. Uh, And yet uh, they said, well, he wouldn't make a very good defendant because he'd be so sympathetic because he's old and he has no memory. That suggests that we'll go for those unsympathetic defendants. It's, it's, It's It's arguably difficult to convict Joe Biden in Washington, D.C. It's a lot easier to do that with Donald Trump. You know, that's all interesting, Jonathan Turley, but the whole classified documents, should he have been charged, pales in comparison to the stuff about his age and whether or not he's mentally fit to be president, obviously. Joe said off air, this isn't Pearl Harbor, but it's, it's up in that. I agree. This is a major day in U.S. history yesterday. when we Very all, interesting day and a very beautiful day. When we all found out something <laughs> that many of us believed or many of us suspected, that's a hilarious yes. clip, uh, that the president is not fit to be in office like right now. And it's so interesting to see, uh, you know, mainstream D.C. get permission to finally say it out loud and everybody's shouting it, including the media. That is its own story about the way D.C. works and the herd mentality and the rest of it, but I don't want to get distracted by that either. It's now an open discussion that the only candidate 
on the Democratic side. The sitting president of the United States at a very dangerous point in history is on very, very thin ice uh, neurologically. I mean, he's in bad shape. The uh, two evening newscasts, your major networks that I watched, both led with it. And, I mean, in their first sentence was the stuff about his, 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 his mental fitness. So they didn't just stick to the classified document stuff. They were talking mental fitness of the president in the opening of ABC News and NBC News. I'm looking at the New York Times today. The special counsel's report and President Biden's performance at a last-minute news conference on Thursday night placed his age... The singularly uncomfortable subject looming over his re-election bid back at the center of America's political conversation. What's striking to me is the mainstream media outlets I've zoomed through, almost none of them are going with the classic Republicans are pouncing on allegations that. No, for once in their lives, they're just saying, yeah, it looks like the guy's senile. Or the special report, uh, the reported special uh, counsel, I should say, uh, says that his memory's blown and he's a kindly old man, but has, you know, he's too sympathetic because he's obviously so old and, and infirm. Um, they're just reporting the facts now, which is a striking development. Um, so the feeding frenzy, the fact that the media have all turned is pretty evident in this clip we're going to play of the press conference last night that I assume most of you didn't hear or see. You've probably seen clips of, but... Here's a long and interrupted chunk of it where you where you realize, I mean, it's worth noting, the first question is from Peter Ducey of Fox, but normally, even if Peter Ducey's question is completely inbounds and relevant, the rest of the media pivots to something else more friendly to a Democrat president, right? That's what they do it all the time. Not in this case. They all just piled on. You don't see this very often. And, and feeding frenzy is a good description, as you'll hear, from the uh, enthusiasm of the gathered scribes. No, thank you, and I'll take some questions. President Biden, something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because, in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president, I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out. is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. That's, uh, that's, that's my memory. Your memory has gotten worse, <laughs> My memory is not good. My memory is fine. My memory, take a look at what I've done since I've become president. None of you thought I could pass any of the things I got passed. How'd that happen? You know, I guess I just forgot what was going on. Mr. President, Mr. President, voters have concerns about your age. How are you going to assuage them? And do you fear that this report is only going to fuel further concerns about your age? Only by some of you. Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, do you take responsibility for at least being careless with classified material? I take responsibility for not having seen exactly what my staff was doing. It goes in and points out things that appeared in my garage, things that came out of my home, things that were were moved not by me, but my staff. But my staff. Mr. President, 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 Mr. President
Mr. President, Mr. President, for months when you were asked about your age, you would respond with the words, watch me. Many American people have been watching, and they have expressed concerns about your age. That is your judgment. That is your judgment. That is not the judgment of the press. They express concerns about your mental acuity. They say that you are too old. Mr. President, in December, you told me that you believe there are many other Democrats who could defeat Donald Trump. So why does it have to be you now? What, what is your answer to that question? Because I'm the most qualified person in this country to be President of the United States and finish the job I started. Do you I did not share classified information. I did not share it with your ghostwriter. With my ghostwriter, I did not. Guarantee you did not. Okay, but then he gets into a long explanation of that whole thing, which we could talk about again later. But as you heard the cacophony there of everybody screaming questions, not about the classified documents thing, really. Mostly the questions were, why can't you remember the names of world leaders? Or how about him yelling at that CNN woman? That's the judgment of yo! Huh? The completely unfair to me all the time CNN reporters. You've always had it in for me there at CNN. Are you kidding? Yeah, what was striking there was there was 60 seconds, three different answers, which did not make any sense. Yeah, or... That's your judgment. No, I just said lots of Americans. Okay, it's polling. Public polling says that. Well, that's not the judgment of the press. What? Right, and, and him saying, I'm the most qualified person in America to be president. Okay, I uh, I would like to put that. <laughs> you laugh. Uh, I laugh. I would, I would like to pull that notion. Is Joe Biden the single most qualified human in America to be president of the United States? Hmm. I'm guessing that polls about eighty five percent no. And it's so interesting that all of a sudden the media feels like they have permission to ask, ask the question because it was in uh, Robert Hur's report. When there was very, very little attention paid, not none, but very little, uh, to the fact that the president, for the second year in a row, passed on a chance to hit softballs out of the park in front of many millions of people in a friendly forum during a campaign before the Super Bowl. That's an astounding thing to do. It has there has to be an explanation. There has to be. And the buzz was loud enough that everybody heard it. The reason he's not is because he can't. His staff won't let him because they don't trust him to do a friendly softball interview, which is a scary notion. Well, then when anybody bothered to ask KJP, she said the president will find other ways to communicate to the American people. That's not an answer. That should have been the moment that the press went wild. But again, they are such a herd. And, and Washington is, uh, the Beltway is, is such a tight-knit little high school of power and influence. They didn't dare. Well, we, we never talked about it or played clips from it, but I watched... Dick Clark's rockin' New Year's Eve with Ryan Seacrest, and they had the president and his wife on there right before midnight. And, I mean, that's as friendly a softball a thing as you can get. It would be similar to the Super Bowl, only longer form on the Super Bowl. But he has him. Uh, Ryan Seacrest was, uh, uh, so it's a New Year's Eve. A lot of people like to eat a lot during New Year's Eve. Are you eating much? Uh, yeah, I'm eating uh, whatever they put in front of me. I just, 
All kinds of, and then his wife leaned in and said, ice cream? He said, yeah, ice cream. I'm eating lots of ice cream. I mean, it was just wow. horrible. <laughs> wow. And they don't want a longer repeat of that in front of a much bigger audience on the Super Bowl. Here's what NBCNews.com had on this story yesterday. And NBC News, so they're going to quote a whole bunch of unnamed people here. But usually they quote unnamed people that booster the president. This is not what they did in this report. The her report strips away the defenses that Biden's press operation has used to protect him and raise fresh doubts about whether Biden is up to the rigors of the presidency. Democratic strategist strategist said in interviews, this is beyond devastating, said another Democratic operative speaking on condition of anonymity to talk candidly about Biden's shortcomings. It confirms every doubt and concern that voters have. If the only reason they didn't charge him is because he's too old to be charged, then how can he be president of the United States? Ask if hers report changes the calculus for Democrats who expect Biden to be the party's nominee. Another Democratic strategist said, how the F does it not? <laughs> Yeah. Another Biden ally, quoting another Biden ally, called it the worst day of his presidency, which is clearly true yesterday. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't want to wear anybody out, but who needed the Herb report? You don't believe your own eyes and ears? Have you been paying attention? For some reason, that that gave them the permission structure, as smart people say, to, uh, to be out loud about it. They were all talking about it behind closed doors. The Zoom call I was on watching all these reporters, they kept they kept mentioning that. Everything we say to each other in the hallways, we're now saying out loud. It's been that way for years. Fair enough. Fair enough. What do you think happens next? Well, that's the damned interesting question. I would say the conclusion of the smartest strategists out there who were often wrong, but the smartest, you know, politicos Jack, who Jack, Jack, I want to know what you think. Tell me what you think. Uh, well, the smartest politicos out there don't have any idea, and neither do I. Nobody can imagine a mechanism that gets Biden out of there. Nobody thinks he's going to willingly step down, with the only exception being if his wife came to him. Like, mm. and she, you know, as often happens in families, a husband or a wife, who they, they know best, who just, you know, convinces him, you know, Joe, I love you. I think you're great. You've been great for America. Blah, blah, blah. There'll be a statue to you. You got the Medal of Honor. But I think it's time to give someone else a shot. But that's the only way. That seems to be the, the most of the agreement. The only way Joe Biden is on is not on the ticket. Yeah. Because it's so late in the game at this point uh, is if his wife comes to him and convinces him. The alternative is the idea that Biden, as so many do, have a near messianic belief that you must keep Trump out of the White House. And so he will run and win, which ain't going to happen anyway. Um, that's, that's problem number one with that strategy. And then he resigns knowing he can't do the job and, and gives way to the brilliant leader, Kamala Harris. Ah. Uh, Nobody thinks Kamala Harris would win, by the way, from any of the strategies that I... Nobody thinks that's a good bet. Um, uh, We got to take a break, but uh, there's one more thing I was going to say. What was it about the Boza president stepping down? Not stepping down. Oh, I'm sure Kamala I'll think of it later. Says, senile Dr. Oh, Jill, not oh, a real doctor. M- mm-hmm. Many people who do this for a living called the Sunday New York Times, or I'm sorry, NBC poll, the worst poll any sitting president is at. <laughs> and it is. It's just statistically true. It's the worst poll any sitting president has ever had. And uh, 
What are the next poll numbers after yesterday and the news coverage oh, about my. his mental fitness? I would so like to be a fly on the wall of wherever the powerful Democrats gather. They are in a frenzy right now. Wait till that froth. Wait till that next poll comes out that includes yesterday. We got more on the way. Stay with us. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, this is wild. An airline in Finland said that to help estimate the plane's weight before takeoff, they will start weighing passengers. Oh. Oh. Don't worry, you can skip it if you pay a $100 non-humiliation fee. (laughs) (laughs) Airports are fun, huh? They frisk you, make you strip, look at you naked, then weigh you. It's like a a sorority hazing, you know? (laughs) Wow. Wow. <laughs> I like the fact that they say they'd keep it anonymous. All right. People are looking at me. They don't right. have to know my name. Right. Everybody's <laughs> guessing. He's got to be over three. 
Look at that guy. Wow. Wow. Uh, So we have some new reporting on how Joe Biden reacted when this report came out yesterday behind the scenes. Haven't heard this clip yet. Looking forward to it. And we're also learning this morning that in private yesterday, he really erupted in anger again about that issue related to his son that he said in a private meeting with Democrats in Virginia, uh, how would I effing forget that? Oh, okay. So he was still making the case that he hadn't, had not forgotten the year his son died, which I don't know. This is all trivia, honestly. The report from the special counsel makes clear he couldn't remember when he started his Veep one time, then he couldn't remember when he stopped, and that his memory was so bad, and he came off as such an old man. There was no point in prosecuting him. That's the bottom line if you're just tuning in. And their pushback from the White House is, no, he was sharp. That report is wrong. And besides, anyway, it was a five-hour interview the day after the attack in Israel. So... You can't blame him. So it didn't happen. And even if it did, here's why we can excuse it. Right. And the idea that the special prosecutor wouldn't, that they somehow exploited that to pitch this crazy narrative out of left field that the president's old and can't remember stuff. I mean, that just, please. Well, it's a little difficult. Scratching my credulity to the ouchie point. Both sides have a little bit of difficulty on this. You can't claim this guy is a hack. If you're saying he got it right about the not charging him, but wrong about his mental fitness. So, okay, which is he a hack with restriction? Same on the Republican side. You can't say, how dare he him not charge him? He's in the tank for the Biden administration. But I'm glad he put all that stuff in there by him being out of his mind. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, there is a true frenzy going on right now behind the scenes in Democratic uh, power circles as they're trying to oh, figure yeah. out what the hell to do. Can't really say it enough that the guy wrote the report had to give it to his boss, the attorney general. Then Merrick Garland puts it out in whatever form he wants to put it out. And that's Biden's attorney general. He could have stricken all that stuff and just gone with the headline. On another topic that we can squeeze in next half hour, there is major news out of the Bay Area of California, the decriminalization of crime and what a horrible disaster that's been in all sorts of blue cities. Now there are some major league politicians saying we need to uh, repeal the, the, the disastrous proposition that started all this. So, Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Too many giant news days. Needs to be a limit. Government needs to step in. Only two giant news days per month. Not less censorship, more censorship. We need some sense of order brought to our news. We were talking about the Puppy Bowl, which runs opposite the Super Bowl, which my kids used to love in the past. We got this text. What's the over-under for camera shots of Terrier Swift for the Puppy Bowl? Terrier Swift. You like that? No? We heard on yesterday, one level, I do. We heard yesterday <laughs> one of the dogs named Bark Purdy. Pretty funny. Number of you amateurs took your own shot via email. I was not amused. <laughs> That's fine. It's funny. Uh, so this is interesting news I'm about to bring you, especially because according to inside reports, California Governor Gavin Newsom is fully aroused today and probably will be all day long as it looks increasingly clear, according to me, that Joe Biden can't be the candidate in November quoting, for the Democratic Party. Quoting experts again with the caveat that experts are often wrong. Uh, this Zoom call I was watching yesterday with a whole bunch of the best pundits and journalists in America on this sort of stuff, Gavin's name never came up. I don't know if it's, hmm. if it's because... What the most, hell is going on? I don't know if it's because they're all East Coast people or I don't know what, but nobody even brought up Gavin as how that would happen or a possibility. Interesting. Did they trot other names out? Yeah. That Shapiro dude from Pennsylvania got mentioned a few Josh times. Josh Shapiro, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Did they mention uh, Gretchen Whitmer? Michelle, at all Michelle uh, uh, yes. As somebody mentioned, as I would like Gretchen Whitmer, but said it's too late in the process to get her going. Um, uh, also, Michelle Obama came up. Obama! Oh. That's right, Hank. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. That, that, that idea just will not go away. It won't. Uh, so anyway, the reason I brought up Gavin Newsom is, uh, at least in the context of the president being now uh, 
well, everybody's openly discussing the fact that he's senile. Uh, a couple of major heavyweights, the mayors of San Francisco and San Jose, came out and joined a growing chorus of lawmakers calling for California's infamous Prop 47 to be reformed. This was the prop that decriminalized uh, punishments for hard drug possession and made uh, it essentially decriminalized theft of items worth less than $950. Now, this goes right back to that tape we played you not long ago about Gavi Newsom claiming to have been at a Target where people were walking out without paying for stuff. And he's like, what are they doing? How dare you? Why are you letting them do this? And the cashier said, because the governor, because nobody prosecutes it. And he said, that's bull. I want to judge your manager. We're the ninth toughest in America. Then we had prosecutors uh, uh, write us and say, yeah, yeah, it, 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 nobody prosecutes in California. Yeah, Texas has a lower threshold and you get six months or a higher threshold, but you get six months if you violate it. You can steal every day of the year in California. Nothing will happen to you. Anyway. Uh, they're calling for Prop 47 to be reformed. Uh, San Francisco Mayor London Breed and San Jose Mayor Matt Mayen uh, saying uh, or the challenges we're facing relating to fentanyl and organized retail theft require real changes to our state laws. They talk about fentanyl and its effects. We need greater interventions to get people into treatment and to hold those selling this drug in our community accountable. Um, uh, Good luck with uh, that. Mayor Mayen's office called the law, quote, a well-intentioned initiative. But it was not perfect and had significantly a significant unintended consequences. A small number of people brazenly commit crimes without fear of accountability. It's not that small a number, Matt. No. But I, I understand you're trying to sell this to progressives. People are so trapped in addiction that they refuse services and subsist in misery on our streets. And in the worst cases, are dying of fentanyl overdoses in increasing numbers. And that doing away with the legal penalties associated with illegal drug possession uh, did away with the system that mandated compulsory substance abuse treatment. Quote, resulting in an addiction crisis that's grown unchecked. Precisely as we warned you it would. Precisely as we've been describing it is. Uh, thank you for saying it out loud, man. I, I, I know this isn't the best libertarian point of view, but you have to have some sort of laws in place that make it so hard or scary to use those drugs that they don't get started. Cause once people are addicts, man, there is no such thing as a good success rate in fixing addicts. There just isn't, it doesn't exist on planet earth. Ask no. Matthew Perry. I mean, he threw as much money at it as anybody possibly could. I mean, it's just, it's very hard to get anybody off drugs once they're addicted or an alcoholic. It just doesn't happen very often. I was just going to say, if it's wine, that's hard. If it's fentanyl and all sorts of these other hard drugs, are you kidding? Is it one out of 20 that it works for? Something like that, probably. I don't know, and it takes years and a lot of trying. I don't think it'd be close to that high. Really? Yeah. Really? That's too high. Wow, good Lord. Um, so the, the great progressive utopian experiment, George Gascon and the, those various neo-Marxists tried to get going. Well, they got it going in California with disastrous consequences. Even the bluest of blue cities are saying this ain't working. It's encouraging. Yeah. Uh, on one hand, I'm glad they're... Looking at this and coming to the realization, on the other hand, I, I don't know if I like living in one of the states where they experiment with the craziest ideas to see how they'll work out. And it takes oh, like no. 10 years to decide, nah, I guess this isn't working. And thousands and thousands of victims. Oh, yeah, that's that's the awful part. Oh, God. Yeah. Ugh. 
You know, I'm trying to be, for once in my life, kind of positive here and encouraging things going in the right direction. But I do have a bit of the feel of my spouse sold the house to buy some magic beans. <laughs> and, and now she's saying, you know, honey, I don't think these magic beans were a good idea. You know, that's progress. That's good. You <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, and especially when a significant chunk of the electorate in all of these blue cities and states is desperately screaming, don't buy magic beans. This won't work. Here is specifically why. I will lay out precisely why this is a bad idea. Well, you're just a racist or mean or something. And then they pass the Magic Bean Act and it ruins lives and you have thousands of dead people from these drugs. Then they come to you and say, in the person of, and actually these are pretty smart people, uh, London Breed and, and Matt Mayhem, man, trying to convince their constituents, maybe Magic Beans wasn't the best investment. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Michael, w- w- while we do this commercial, will you look up what time kickoff is? Yeah, I, will. I don't even know that. I know pregame started like yesterday. 3.30 Pacific, 6.30 Eastern. You sure about that? I do believe. Yeah, I believe that is correct. Usually the yeah. kickoff's like at 3.18 or something, isn't it? Well, all right, he wants the precise figure. Yeah, Mr. Armstrong exact- needs the exact number, Michael. Quick word from our friends at Oxford Gold Group. Speaking of investments, the world is all about online this and cryptocurrencies and stock markets. It almost seems archaic to invest in tangible assets. Oh, yeah, people hardly carry cash at all anymore. Uh, but gold and other precious metals have been sound investments for banks, governments, business, and individuals for hundreds and hundreds of years. And there are several reasons why. One primary advantage of adding gold to your portfolio is its stability. Gold is also a great defense against inflation. And another a popular advantage of investing in gold is that nobody knows you have it. I mean, the bank, there's no, there's no financial institution. You can't hack into something and then find out what you got. And the unlikely event of a massive financial crisis, you can use your gold as currency. Yeah, old SBF and his deal went to zero. Your NFT is worth squat, but gold will never go to zero. Go to OxfordGoldGroup.com slash free and request the info kit today. Or if you want to make a purchase of precious metals, you may qualify for up to 10000 bucks in free precious metals. OxfordGoldGroup.com slash free. OxfordGoldGroup.com slash free. When's kickoff, Mike? It is 3.30. 3.30? Yeah. On the nose. So I got to tune probably about 325 to see Reba McIntyre warble out the national anthem at the age of 70. Now, remember, you're going to have the quote-unquote black national anthem as well. And then the hey, Hispanic the... people, don't sit there and take that. You Do you got a national anthem you want to, uh, an Asian people? Heck, if we went on SATs, you get to choose the national anthem. <laughs> what? Which one do you want to hear? What's the Asian national anthem? And then there's the super cool flyover. So we were walking up the steps to Levi Stadium for the uh, 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 49ers Packers game a couple of weeks ago. And we were running just a little bit late. We were listening to the national anthem as we like ran in the, oh, this thing I was going to complain about. So all I've had this experience at concerts too in games. So on one hand, it's really handy the whole tickets being on your you know downloaded onto your phone thing, but it's way slower getting in the gate. Everything I've ever been to than when you had a paper ticket. I mean, it just would get you through so fast with the paper ticket. Now everybody's phone, it's either like not locked, so it turns sideways, or it's not bright enough, or they can't find it, or something. And it's right. so slow getting in there. 
a lie. Everybody had their ticket and their phone out, but it was just a crawl getting through the gate. We need to fix that somehow. It's, it's, it's not, not progress. As, no, it's not progress. It went backwards from the way it used to be. But anyway, we're running in there, hearing the national anthem, get there. And I'd forgotten about the flyover. We're coming up at the steps, and the planes go, oh, it's so loud, and they're like right over our head. That made an impression on my kids they'll never forget. I mean, that was stunning. If you weren't expecting it, whew. Now, the stadium in Las Vegas is a dome, correct? I don't can they it? Can they open it for a Is the stadium in Vegas a dome? I didn't know that. Why do they have a yeah. dome in the desert? It's too hot. Too hot. Well, football's a winter sport. It starts in, like, August and September. You ever been to a Niners game in September? I have not. I have. I wanted to die. I almost <laughs> did die. I had heat stroke. Really? Vegas is a dome? I guess it is. I'm thinking about looking at it. I thought, eh, you can't tell from the outside. I don't like domes. I'm anti-dome. Are you? You want to play Minnesota? Yeah. February. Exactly. They're calling it the Frostbite Bowl. The number of fingers lost exceeded the number of points scored for the first time in NFL history. I've been to both. It's more exciting to be at the outside games and the weather and stuff like that. I've been in the snow flurries in in Green Bay and uh, rain in San Francisco two weeks ago and everything like that. On the other hand, the one indoor game I went to, I went to a Colts game in Indianapolis once indoor. And I was like, eh, this is, you know, loses something. But on the other hand, I'm sitting here in my my, my T-shirt in the middle of the winter having a drink, 72 degrees, no wind. Eh, mm-hmm. It's kind of nice. <laughs> and, you know, as a football fan, the, the snowy game, the rainy game, the windy game, they are kind of fun and interesting. But if you're competing for the championship, yeah, you, it's like, wait a second, this is a different game today. Yeah, yeah, it's like a totally different skill set. It's like in the World Series, all of a sudden the baseball weighs five pounds. <laughs> How are you at five-pound baseball? <laughs> I mean, wait, what? What? <laughs> Right, so if you happen to have a really sure-footed running back that wouldn't have mattered normally, all of a sudden you dominate, for instance. Right, you call his number, and he's like, what, in the game? You want me to go in the game? Because he's not been used. It's not really part of your thing now. It's got to be pure football. And old Bark Purdy seemed to have trouble throwing the... uh... Here's the other thing I like, and then I'll stop about the football thing. I've always thought it was hilarious. There's always often commentary about, you know, he he said... uh, Playing for the Dolphins, so uh, I don't know about cold weather. Yeah, but he grew up in Minnesota, so that's what matters more, doesn't it? Yeah, that's silly. All that stuff. Um, but it'll be perfect weather under the dome in Vegas. Will there be lots of whores around? Aren't there lots of whores in Vegas? Is no, that, that number one? That is uh, that term is way sex out wor- of bounds. Sex worker. Thank you. And yes, that's a myth. The whole, they import 50,000 hookers for, that's a myth. It's a myth unless it's Las Vegas. They were already there. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, they don't need to, right? right. I don't know if you've heard, the president is senile and everybody's talking about it and everyone knows it. Watch Uh, me. Yeah. Watch me. We we have been. That's the problem. Yeah. As was put to him last night in a question. Uh, A lot more on the way. Stay here. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Joe's been talking about the herd mentality of mainstream media, and it's somehow they got the verbal or nonverbal cue yesterday that it's okay to say what you've been thinking, apparently. It's almost like the bat light. What do they call that in Batman? The bat, uh, the bat signal? signal? Yeah. yeah. It's almost like that has gone up from the Washington Monument or something. It's okay to talk about how senile the president is. For instance, this was on CNN yesterday. Here are the facts. Joe Biden retained sensitive 
classified documents after he left the vice presidency. Marked the, classified? Or? Yes, marked classified, highest level, top secret SCI. They related to our international affairs, to war plans, to foreign relations. He knew it. He knew it. He's on tape after he's out of the vice presidency saying to his autobiographer, the classified documents are in the basement. He knew it. But he just denied that. That's exactly. that, that so a key part of the report. It's the second sentence in the report, and he just denied sharing that with the ghostwriter. And I yep. just looked at this closely. Uh, they had recorded conversations between Biden and this ghostwriter. Exactly. So that's on CNN. Um, as uh, Mark Thiessen of the Washington Post tweeted out yesterday, Biden, quote, the special counsel never said I shared classified information. The special counsel actual report, quote, Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials. The opposite of what you just said. And that's what the guy from CNN is saying. And you want to go even further? And this one sticks to me because I listen to NPR every single day and Steve Inskeep, who often drives me nuts. This oh, is, he is so smug. Which makes this point good. This is from Steve Inskeep of NPR tweeting out, Biden willfully retained and disclosed to a ghostwriter classified materials while he was a private citizen after his vice presidency, including documents about military and foreign policy and notes implicating sensitive intelligence sources. That's pretty damn damning. Well, I'd say, yeah, that's damn damning, damn it. From Uh, Steven Skeet. I know, I know, it's it's, uh, the floodgates have opened. Um, so was Biden standing up there last night and saying, they cleared me. They said I didn't share anything. Now, was that yet another example of his senility? Was he just doing the deny in the face of all reality that politicians do these days? What what was that? I'm confused by that. I almost wanted to ask lawyers last night because I came across this. Um, trying to find the actual writing here. The end of the report. So even though the report says, I I guess it's the legal wording of he, I believe there is evidence that he willfully shared blah, 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 blah. Because then the last sentence of the report is, therefore, we conclude that the evidence does not establish that Mr. Biden willfully disclosed national dissent information. Ah. I know. I don't know what to make of that. I I don't either. That's why I wanted to throw it out to lawyers. Because I flipped on MSNBC and I caught the end of Lawrence O'Donnell's show. And he said, again, our headline is, the president did not willfully disclose national defense information. And I thought, okay, that's the opposite of what I've been hearing all day long. So I dug into this a little more. And that sentence exists in the report. So I'm not enough of a lawyer to understand which words make it different. Um, we do not establish that he willfully discloses national defense information different than classified information. Are those different mm, terms? Well, yeah, it can or, be. But. Or, or is it the fact that I believe he willfully, but we couldn't prove it in court in front of a jury? So mm. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand that. I'm confused by it myself. Uh, yeah, that is odd. Uh, at the same time, the only interest I have in it is why Biden thought he could say it the way he said it, and whether that's, right. well, uh, what, that's an example yeah. of his senility, because that is the story. Or he I mean, was... if he, you know what, if he took the uh, the plans to the atomic bomb and handed them to Xi Jinping, that would still, to me, pale. Well, that wouldn't. All right, I overdid it. Um, <laughs> the big story is the fact that now it's being openly discussed that the guy can't possibly serve another term. Well, when the most 
well-known guy at NPR tweets out, Biden willfully retained and disclosed to a ghostwriter classified materials while he was a private citizen, which is important because mm-hmm. you can claim, well, I was president or vice president, wherever I get to do that. No, you were a private citizen, including documents about military and foreign policy notes implicating sensitive intelligence sources. And at one point in there, it says, it actually uh, pointed out that it's, uh, uh, what do they call that? Sources and methods or whatever. Was It was actually some of it that he shared with the guy. I mean, that's the sort of stuff that when Trump did it, was outrageous to everyone. And it is. But he sat there at a desk talking to a journalist and saying, yeah, this is secret. Well, it sounds like Biden did exactly the same thing. But then Robert Hurst said he's such a kindly and forgetful old man and so elderly, there's no point in trying him. Right. But it's okay for him to run the country. Again, our guy is competent to stand trial, and we'll prove it with many trials. <laughs> wow. What a defense. We are in a hell of a spot. I'd say, what a weird... As a country. What a weird time. If you miss a segment, get the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts... Avito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 